Hello, everyone. Welcome to our very first podcast from Lehigh City. Uh, we plan to be doing podcasts once a month this year in 2021, and we hope to be discussing topics that are relevant to you and to Lehigh City. So we're your hosts. I'm Cameron Boyle. I'm the Assistant City Administrator for Lehigh. And I'm Melanie Hansen. I'm the Special Events Coordinator for Lehigh. And uh, first off, we'd like to do a segment that we call the Mayor's Message. This is uh, some time for you to get to know our mayor and discuss items with him that he feels are important to Lehigh. Uh, So let's get started with the Mayor's Message. All right, Mayor Johnson, thanks for joining us uh, today. So this is our very first podcast, and of course we want to have uh, a section with the mayor's message as a part of this. And uh, Mayor, um, you've been the mayor now for just over three years, is that right? That's correct. But that's not as long as you've been with the city. I mean, before then you have quite quite some history being a part of the city, right? So why don't you tell us a little bit about your previous service? Yes, well, I, I served on the planning commission for three and a half years. Uh, and then on the city council for 12 and a half. And the reason for the half year is because I was appointed in the middle of someone else's term and then ran three times and was elected. Okay, so you're just a glutton for punishment. You just <laughs> you just can't get enough of this painful process of being a public servant. It appears to be that way, yes. <laughs> well, we're sure grateful to yeah, have you with us. Yeah, thanks for coming. Yeah, glad to be here. It's, it's great to work with you, and, and we really enjoy you know having you as, as the mayor of the city. So and we're hoping to talk a little bit about some historic preservation uh, with you today. Uh, this is something that not only from your experience in the city, uh, being on the city council and the mayor, but also professionally, you have a little bit of an insight into, um, into development as well. Um, so you, you know quite a, quite a bit about this. Um, so Lehigh it has such a rich history, and we, and we really wanted to talk about why um, historical preservation is important to Lehigh. What, what are your thoughts on that? Why, why would that be so important for us to try and preserve the history? Well, preserving our history is really important, just generally speaking. But, of course, our downtown area, uh, it was pretty critical as we looked as, at the way it was developing uh, that it needed some improvements. Uh, there was a time back in around 2006 or so uh, when we started looking at this that some of the real estate values along Main Street and Lehigh were some of the cheapest values in all of Utah County. Interesting. And wow. we realized we needed to do something because we had to preserve this historic nature of downtown. And so it was right around that time period, around 2006, 2007, uh, we started talking about some uh things we could do to improve the downtown area. Uh, some, some features we'd like to keep, some new features we'd like to introduce into the area. Uh, it was a very interesting process. We involved the, the uh, merchants that were in that area and, and the surrounding community, got a lot of different opinions. I mean, we heard everything from just tear everything down to start again, to, you know, just leave everything exactly the way it was. But we couldn't do that because things were deteriorating and they were deteriorating rapidly. Yeah. And so we, we were fortunate enough when we took over Main Street to come up with some funding uh, from the state of Utah. It was actually UDOT's maintenance funds for Main Street that gave us a, an opening to go through and start making improvements on the street. So we worked really hard with the community, worked out a lot of compromises on what everybody wanted, and everybody had to give a little bit. And uh, the end result, I think, was good, but we're not done yet. 
Right. Yeah. So we've made a lot of progress in this area, right? Um, but there's there's still quite a bit to go. What in your mind? What uh, what have we accomplished, and what do we have left to accomplish? Well, the, the main street improvements were really a big deal to get that done, and I know it it it's tight and it feels tight. There's actually a reason for that because it was tight to begin with. We only had so much room uh, to work with. Uh, some of the buildings, uh, unfortunately, and this is something probably a lot of people don't realize about Lehigh City. I've heard a lot of people say, well, why aren't more older buildings being uh, refurbished in Lehigh? People need to understand that in Lehigh City, uh, some of the buildings here are older than they are anywhere else in Utah County. And so a lot of the foundations uh, are just, they're, they're on rock. Uh, they're not on concrete. It wasn't around for a lot of those around here. And uh, because of the age of the buildings and the design of the buildings, uh, there were a lot of experimentation, if you will, going on on construction. And a lot of that has failed through time. And uh, those things, those structural aspects that we can keep, we, we intend to keep. We hope we'll, the, the property owners will intend to keep those. But unfortunately, some of those structural aspects just fail. I happen to work in a building uh, in my office in one of those that had that very circumstance. And we had to kind of rebuild it to fix that. Yeah. yeah, but the building you're in now, though, looks so nice. Like, it still adds so much, even though it's it's been redone. So that's nice about it. Well, I, I, I'm very fortunate, I'd say, because I, you know, I had a friend of mine who decided to buy the old Scrooge and Marty's building, because a lot of people don't know uh, that's the building. <laughs> that's but so that, that building had a shale rock foundation. Uh, the wood uh, features that were holding up the uh, roof in that were actually aspen logs. Uh, on like five foot spacing and the whole thing, they were all deteriorating and falling apart. So uh, that friend of mine decided to come in and tear the whole thing down and build a new building that looked like the old building. We'd love that to happen more frequently around here because it's structurally sound now. Uh, It's a beautiful building both inside and out and it's a pleasure to be able to work there. Yeah, so it comes down to not not uh, not that we don't want to preserve that history, but it, it's really kind of a safety aspect for one, and then a, a feasibility aspect as well. Is that right? That that's right. I mean, safety is really important. Uh, you know, we had our first earthquake that I think anybody can remember here in Utah yeah. in twenty twenty, along with everything else in twenty twenty. <laughs> but it kind of opened our eyes as some, of what could happen, and we need to prepare for those things. And uh, structurally strengthening some of these buildings uh, and, and keeping them so they're, they're safe and able to withstand some of those events is pretty, pretty important. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, if we have the opportunity, like we saw with the new public safety building or with the old Scrooge and Marley's building, um, that um, to maintain that look and feel of the historic building, we can still kind of maintain that historic aspect of downtown Main Street we might not be able to preserve the existing buildings. Is what you're saying. Uh, that's true, and uh, uh, you know, Lauren Powell, one of our city and en- you know our city engineer here in Lehigh, uh, tells a story of about serving time over in uh, Germany, uh, the area after World War II. And if you go in some of those areas where he uh, lived for a while over there, uh, a lot of that architecture, a lot of those buildings, those streetscapes, were rebuilt exactly how they were before they were, you know, completely you know, bombed out during World War II. But they went back and reconstructed those to look like the original, uh, you know, buildings that were there. 
people go there and they don't realize. They don't realize what happened. Uh, the building I'm in is an example. A lot of people think that is the original building, but it's not. It just looks so similar that people really can't tell the difference. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, uh, well, Mayor, I appreciate that explanation. That uh, sure helps us to understand what it will take to preserve uh, our main street, if possible, and then and what we can do to kind of maintain that, that feel. Is there anything that you'd like to add uh, to kind of wrap that up on talking about historic main street? Well, I, I just hope everybody will be patient. I, I know a lot of people would like to see things happen a lot faster in Lehigh. So do I, but <laughs> it's not going to happen uh, as fast as we'd like because it is still private property. And so we're encouraging the, the uh, property owners down there to improve their buildings uh, at their will. We're, we're, we want to offer tools. Uh, we're revamping right now our historical committee and they can go through and, and, and actually give advice on some period architecture and some of the themes that happened when the buildings were originally constructed. We're, we're trying to add members that actually have some knowledge and background on that, mm-hmm. and we will get them involved. And uh, they'll be able to make suggestions to those who want to build, do building improvements. I think it's pretty exciting. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Well, Mayor, thanks for taking time to sit and talk with us today. We appreciate it, and and we look forward to talking to you next time. Hey, I love it. Anytime. That's a good song. I love it. Um, so we appreciate the mayor being here, and we'd just like to head into our second topic. Um, we're going to be talking about the year in review, and we wanted to take some time just to sum up 2020 and some of the projects coming up for the Parks Department. So 2020, that was a year for sure. For sure. Sorry, it was one year. for the books. Yeah, I mean, like, who would have guessed that at the beginning of 2020, There would be a time where we were concerned about toilet paper. I know. That's true. That seems so long ago. It does seem so long ago. It's like I almost forgot I used to not have toilet paper. Like where you were were like, you know, rationing your toilet paper. Yes. And then there was earthquakes. I mean, it was a tough year. Yeah. Um, So with so much going on, I feel like our residents and staff did awesome. And they did a good job doing their best just to navigate this year. Amen to that. Yeah. So, um, do you want to talk about some of the different successes? Yeah, yeah, let's talk. You know, so I think one of the biggest things that um, that we saw, like you mentioned, was our staff. They just really had to adapt, yes, um, quickly. And that, you know, we understand that impacted a, a lot of our residents. The, the services were, you know, shifted around a little bit, um, and we we really kind of had to figure some things out. So, like the Legacy Center, for example, there was a period of time where we were closed, right? Residents couldn't get into the Legacy Center. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we were able to open, we had to make some adjustments. Uh, we had to start a, a reservation system for our uh, for working out. We had to limit the number of people attending our activities, and we understand that wasn't convenient. But I, I want to give a shout-out to our uh, employees at the Legacy Center because I think of any of the employees across the city, um, you know, they're, they're among the top of the group that really had to deal with a lot of of concerns and issues from residents, and, and I think they handled it really, really I well. I do too. They did awesome, and I don't know if people know this, but – the governor put out different requirements, so they were essentially changing and trying to adapt every time that that was something, too, and they did a great job at 
you know, just rolling with the punches and dealing with it the best they could. Yeah. And, and, you know, we can understand there were some people that were, were frustrated and upset. And sometimes that's expressed to our employees. And some of those employees, we're talking 16, 17 year old kids that are out there working. This is their first job. And they are dealing with a lot of stress Mm -hmm. and having to learn how to deal with conflict. Yeah, and I know that when I was 16 or 17, I probably would have just started crying. So good job for them to be able to handle that so yeah. well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So one of the things that they did do was the Halloween event. Mm-hmm. Um, Melanie, you you are the events guru of the city, right? So That's true. How, how did they manage all of that? Yeah, um, so the big props is to Charlie um, Linford. She's the events over for the Legacy Center. And she just, so great. She just didn't want to not have an event. She felt like there was ways to pull it off. So they essentially did booths and they just had um, times that they could come. But they were so good about trying to be accommodating. They opened more spots. They were really, and it turned out to be a great event. I was there and it was just a lot of fun. So they did awesome. Yeah, and they took it outside, right? And mm-hmm. so it was just around uh, the the quad area and yeah. the building there. They went they for the Legacy Center. They went around um, the actual the building, and then they um, got. It was really a city effort. They got all of the city staff involved. So the library was a part of it, Literacy Center, the police. We were so there was. It really was a group effort, but it was all spearheaded by them. Yeah. So they did awesome. Yeah. Speaking of events, I know you don't want to talk about this, <laughs> but I, let's talk about it. We, we have to talk about this. I left off the list. We, we have to talk about the Easter egg hunt because yes. at the beginning, for you people that don't know Melanie, she is really uh, concerned about making sure that our kids have a positive experience in this city. That's where she focuses all of her events. And so at the beginning of all of this, when things were shut down and we had to cancel our Easter egg hunt... Melanie piped up and said, I have an idea. <laughs> and um, the administration in the city, myself included, we said, okay, well, that's a lot of work, but are you sure you want to take this on, right? And she went and had people sign up and delivered Easter egg hunts with the help of other employees mm-hmm. in the city, right, and right. some volunteers, uh, Easter eggs to everybody's yard so they could have an Easter egg hunt in their yard. Yes. So shout out to Melanie. That was oh, awesome. I think that you. was really got us started off in the right spirit at the beginning of, of the spring and summer. Well, thank you. And I do have to say a lot for our staff. They were awesome. Um, we told them if they didn't want to really do anything, they could sprinkle them on the lawn, but almost everyone hid the eggs. They really got into it. So it was really a staff that did it, made it awesome. So I appreciate them. So. Yeah, that was awesome. That was, so well done, Melanie. Thank so. you. Well, let's talk about another area that is uh, a high service area is the library. Mm-hmm. Um, again, we shut the library down for a long time, and yes. they were very eager to make sure that they were providing services, um, not only for because our residents need to have those access to that, but they were really concerned about the school kids because so many of our kids get their books from the library uh, that they need for school. Yeah. Right? So they, um, they started a curbside pickup yes. at the beginning of this. It worked, worked fairly well, yeah. but, you know, they worked hours and hours to make sure that that happened. Yeah, because didn't they have to um, quarantine the books, essentially, as well? They were yeah. worried about that. Yeah, because we had so little information at the beginning of this. They quarantined for 72 hours, those mm-hmm. books. So you, if you went into the library, you just saw bins of books everywhere, just yeah. waiting until those books had been quarantined long enough. And then they would they would wipe them down, and they'd reshelf them, and... Um, but as a part of that, you know, the libraries have self-checkouts for a while, but they've really up- updated and added some new self-checkouts uh, this year. Yeah, they look awesome. They had it on their Facebook the other day. They're really 
getting that out there. I think that's really nice, especially with COVID and people getting nervous. So Yeah, absolutely. And it's made a big difference because people can now go into the library. They can use the self-checkout. They can, they can browse the books, use the self-checkout, and be out in 20 minutes. Do it all on their own. Um, new updated um, software and equipment. And so it's really made a difference for them. Yeah, and another thing about the library, which is so good, well, besides their awesome memes on Facebook, I don't know if you follow the library, but they're hilarious. Yeah. Um, but they also, them and the um, the Legacy Center during that time, they did a lot of online things. They were trying to get out the word out, even though we couldn't come in to their buildings, they were still trying to get ways out to, to reach the residents. So I wanted to point that out as well. Yeah, absolutely. And so, yeah, they're doing it. If you, if you haven't followed the library on Facebook, go and do it. They're killing it. <laughs> There's a lot of fun stuff that they post. Yes. So. I'll, I'll suddenly get all these random notifications and I'm like, Oh, the library must've just posted because everyone comments on theirs. They're so funny. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we start out the year, we've got COVID that happens. Mm-hmm. Then we have this random earthquake that right. we're like, you just, know, just for good measure, we might as well have an earthquake <laughs> yes. too. And then, um, towards the end of the summer, the mountain starts on fire, right? <laughs> oh. Mel, our firefighters, how yes. did they, you know, they, they really managed that in a, a really, uh, efficient and effective way, right? Yeah. They were so fast to get out there and just get the residents out and they didn't, if I remember correctly, they didn't lose any buildings at all. They were able to just save everything and just fight it. And I went out and looked at it during it with um, our chief, and it is crazy how close it actually was. So for them to be able to do that is just phenomenal. They're awesome. Yeah, and, you know, other neighborhoods, other cities weren't so lucky. Mm-hmm. We had a lot of fires throughout uh, the valley uh, during the summer. Um, you know, and so we count ourselves very fortunate yes. um, that we didn't lose any any homes through that because it, it was close, but... You know, I think it's just a shout out and and not only to our firefighters, let's be honest, these these agencies in the area pull together yes. uh, during this, right? Yeah, we had a lot of other agencies come and help that, uh, help us during that time, so we really appreciated that. I mean, I think that was a lot of extra load off of the fire to be able to have more hands helping. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, it, it, it was it was a busy summer for the firefighters. Yes. Aside from fighting wildfires in other states, they have plenty going on in our own in our own state as yes. well. Yes, and they do. I mean, they lend our firefighters lend out to other cities as well. So it's it's awesome how they're able to kind of work together to just fight the fires. So. Yeah. All right, the crowning jewel per se of 2020. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> um, is the Lehigh uh, Police Public safety building that we just opened. I know. It's so nice. Man, we were so excited to see this finished, right? Yeah. So um, we know the public hasn't had a chance to walk through it yet. Um, We weren't able to have an open house like we typically would in a, a, for a facility like this because of COVID, but uh, that is still in the works. Yes. And if you go to our Facebook page, our Andy, our little Andy Yowens, he um, went through and made like a little virtual tour. So you're still able to go look at it, but we haven't been able to let people in yet. So. That little Andy. He's just adorable. He's just so <laughs> What would we precious, do without him? <laughs> yeah, so you can do a v- virtual tour. Yes. Yeah, and, and it's awesome. If you haven't taken a look at that, go and look. The, I mean, the outside is beautiful. Yes. I think it's a great tribute to uh, what stood there before. Right. Um, yeah, Broadbents and, um, and just kind of really ties into that downtown feel, right? It does. I love how the outside looks with the bricks. It's just, it just fits right in. Yeah. And then as you walk into the lobby and you can see this in the virtual tour is the, um, the facade 
of the uh, the community room that's named after the broadbands, made from bricks from the broadband building. Yeah. Uh, oh, I wasn't sure if they did that. I yeah. was hoping they did. That's so cool. Yeah, and it, a wonderful tribute to them. And, and I think it's going to be a nice community room, um, a, a space that we can hold uh, uh, trainings and meetings and uh, make that available for special events and, yes, and stuff like that. Yes, I am very excited for that room. It's such a nice room. When we went in and looked at it, I was just very excited. <laughs> yeah, definitely a far improvement from where the police department oh, was before. Loads. So, awesome. Finally, let's talk about our information staff. Oh, yeah, I mean, they were awesome. At the, through this whole process, I mean, most of us, when we found out we had to go home and, and work from home, we were able to do our jobs um, in a way that we could still be effective um, without really having to worry about too much uh, because we don't have as much contact with the public. But the information center, they are the front line yes. uh, of information. Yeah, I mean, that's where everyone goes to get their utility bills, but also building permits. They do a lot of that stuff, so they are the hub of that. Yeah, and so they, they learn to adapt and work from home uh, with their using their personal phones for calls that were transferred into them, and, and now we are able to have uh, that open to the public so people can go in there. But the big key, I think, through all of this, and this is uh, credit to our, our information uh, center manager, uh, Marilyn, mm-hmm. Even before any of this happened, she started working to make sure that as many of those um, services that are provided from the information center are made av- available online. Yeah, she did put a lot of those online, which really helped us be able to transition so easily during COVID. Yeah, and so you can go there, you can sign up for your utilities, um, you can um, do just about any any type of service that you would need from them. Really, the only thing that um, people need to walk into the information center for um, is um, to get a pass for the, the county dump. Yeah. Um, but other than that, or um, can they do passports online? Oh, I guess they, they, the they do need too. to come in to do passports as well. But nobody's yeah. really traveling right now. So that's yeah. fine. I mean, a passport <laughs> is not really a big it's thing right now. Just to look at it and wish. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Hoping that comes back yep. soon. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, so if, you go to our uh, website, you can, you can find the link to the information center and, and you can find just about any of the services that they provide. Our, our goal is over the next few years to make that kind of the one-stop shop for residents so that if you need to contact the city about anything, you can call them, they'll have the answers and, uh, and you can get your business done efficiently. Yeah. And I will say for them, they've been awesome. As stuff with events come up, you know, I'll, I'll go down and work with them. And they're always so willing to help and just get that information out there. So I really appreciate them and all the help they add for my job to be able to get that out there. Yeah. Uh, 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 yeah, that's right. Absolutely. Uh, uh, uh. Uh. <laughs> so 2020, uh, yes. on top of all of this, was our census, right? Uh, to count for the U.S. population. And, and we're waiting on the results of those. Usually they come in the spring. Um but um, but we thought that we'd share our, our latest results from the last census count so that we can compare. Um, just for your information, you know, in the U.S. Census Bureau, Lehigh, uh, this was in uh, 2010 census. Lehigh was the fifth fastest growing city in Utah County. Yeah. Right? Since 2010? Yeah, I believe so. Was yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. That's and so says. Lehigh has more than doubled in size since 2000. That's crazy. That's insane. When yes. you think about it, right? I remember driving past Lehigh to go to BYU basketball games, and there was, like, nothing here. So it is insane how much yeah. this place has grown. Yeah, it really has. There's 20 years. There's a lot that's gone on in Lehigh. Yes. Um, I personally love this community. I love the the employees, the organization. I love um, the, the residents. It's just a good place to be. Okay. And I think even despite all this growth that we've seen over the last 20 years, 
um, there's still just a good quality and a good nature of the people there. I agree. With doing events, I mean, a lot of the challenges are trying to keep those traditions from, you know, people that have been here and then be able to give new people that have come those same traditions. And everyone's always just so been so gracious to just put their arm around them and say, hey, come to this. This is so fun or come to Roundup. So I, I agree. I think our residents are just some of the best. All right, yeah, so currently we're estimating our population to be around 69,000 people. We'll see what the census says. We'll get an accurate count on that. But um, thank you to everybody that took the time to fill out that census um, to respond to that because those numbers really mean a lot, Um, not only just to be counted, but um, for the city and for the opportunity that will come through funding and grants uh, for our programs in the schools and also in our community. Yeah. And thank you to Shay Rutenbeek. I feel like we need to give her a shout out. She really tried so hard to to get the word out about the census. And I know that was hard during, you know, this difficult time. All right, cool. So the the last thing in 2020 that I want to talk about was the 2020 census. That was a big project that we had been working on in the city Mm -hmm. uh, for quite some time. Uh, shout out to Shay Rutenbeek, right? Yeah, she did a lot of work for this. So Yeah, she's our uh, management analyst in the administration department, and she kind of headed up this project. Um, and so, um, obviously, from the city side, obviously, this is a federal yeah. census. Right? <laughs> she didn't do all she of didn't, it. <laughs> she didn't do the whole census for the whole country, Just for right? The city. Just, let's not give her too much credit. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so um, it, we don't have those numbers yet, obviously. Right. Um, we're hoping that that will come in the spring. Usually sometime around April, May, we see those numbers. Um, but, you know, just for comparison, let's talk about um, the census in the past. Um, so in 2010, from 2010 until 2020, um, U- uh, Lehigh City in Utah County has been the fifth fastest growing city in Utah County, right? Yeah. Um, and so that is, we all know that we've been growing really fast. It's mm-hmm. not hard to see that. It's not a secret. <laughs> right. There's building going on everywhere. Yes. Um, but um, the population in Lehigh has more than doubled since 2000. Gosh, that's insane. Yeah. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like if, if anybody's been around that long, you know that, you know, you used to drive by Lehigh and that's there was nothing. nothing here. Yeah. We used right? to go to BYU basketball games and it was just, there was nothing. I remember seeing one gas station. Like, yeah. That's how you knew It's Lehigh. like you drive through Salt Lake County, and then you drive through the wilderness, and then you drive through Provo. <laughs> exactly. Right? That was yeah. it. <laughs> uh, but now, um, it's just grown so fast. We estimate that the population today is probably about 69,000 residents. Yeah. Uh, we'll find out for sure, you know, when we get the accurate numbers, what the, what the population is. But that's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. And, you know, in all of that time, I've been in Lehigh for almost eight years. And uh, I just, you know, have to say that I am just, uh, I love it. I love it here. Yeah, you know? it's so great. I mean, I've been here for five years, and I, I can't see myself wanting to leave anywhere else. The residents are so great. Yeah, the residents are great. And even though we've grown that fast, the people have just kind of kept that good nature and right. that that quality about them that just makes them a, a, a good group of people, you know. And so yeah. uh, I love living in Lehigh. I love working in Lehigh. Um, and it's just a good place to be. So um, let's always remember that. Again, you know, thank you for participating in the census. That's a big deal. That that account not only helps us to know an accurate population, it also helps us with our uh, grants, uh, possible uh, funding for different programs, um, transportation programs, both in the school and um, for the city. So So how does that, so basically um, depending on our population is what we can get in grant money. Is that kind of how they do it? Yeah, there's just different types of programs that that depend on the size of the population. For example, one of those is our CDBG uh, program. Mm -hmm. 
where we had to hit a certain population before we could qualify for that. And that's the grant money that is given the city um, from the federal government. And we can use that for a number of different projects uh, in low income areas. Right. Oh, yeah. And so there's different, uh, different projects and opportunities like that that come because we know exactly how many people live here. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Good to know. I so, wasn't sure. <laughs> all right. So that is our 2020 year yes, in review. We made it. Good yeah. job, everyone. We made it. Here's hoping 2021 is not okay. 2020. <laughs> exactly. It's going to look up for sure. <laughs> All right. It's a new year. Time for new parks projects. We have with us uh, today a special guest, Jason Bond. He is our... Yay, Jason! (laughs) We love him! (laughs) He is our assistant uh, manager over parks and facilities. So he works directly with our manager and is really the guy that knows everything about parks and trees. If you have anything that you need to know about parks and trees, Jason's your guy. guy. Give me me a call. (laughs) Not to be confused with James Bond, <laughs> yeah. or speaking of Jason Bond. I know, who's also the guy, but in Britain, England. Yes. Jason Bond's our guy. <laughs> All right, Jason, thanks for joining us today. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, yourself and, and your time that you've been in Lehigh. Yeah, so I have worked at Lehigh for about seven years, the last four years in, in my current role as the assistant. Um, I'm a native Texan. Came uh, came to Utah to go to school and um, worked a couple places, Thanksgiving Point, and then came to Lehigh, and and I'm loving it here. Awesome. Hey. Just like a Texan to mention that in his uh, interview. Oh, of course, me? I'm from Texas. Oh, by yes. the way, I'm from Texas, the greatest state. <laughs> Ever. I'm glad you all recognize that. <laughs> what? How's the song go? Deep in the Deep in the heart of Texas. Texas. That's right. I'm going to bring a tear to my eye. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Okay, Jason, uh, we've got some exciting things going on in parks. Uh, Let's start with talking about Willow Park. First, maybe give us an idea where Willow Park is for people that might not know what that is. Sure. Yeah, Willow Park, it's an exciting new new park for Lehigh City. Um, it's on the west side of town. If you follow 300 north, um, carry on to the west, uh, you'll run into Willow Park. Um, yeah. Awesome. Hey, so isn't it right next to Osier Park? It is, right next to Osier, which yeah. is a, is also one of our newer parks used for soccer. It has a little um, pond up on the north right, side. It's a cute so, park. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So this park has been around for quite a while, but it actually has been a county park. And last year, the city negotiated with the county to lease this uh, property from them. Is that correct? That is correct. And we took we took ownership, or um, we started maintaining the park um, starting July. Awesome, awesome. So, what does that mean then? We're gonna we're gonna take this over for the next fifty years. Um, what has it been used for, and what do we hope to see this park become? Sure. So. In the past, the park has been used for camping, and that's our intention to keep it a camping park. Um, it's 44 acres, um, and it's really exciting. Lehigh City doesn't have a, any; um, it doesn't have a camping park, so we're excited to add that to the um, add it to our repertoire. Um, and yeah, awesome. 
Awesome. So it's, it, we're going to be using it for camping, um, but there's also a portion of that. Years ago, from what I understand, there was an Eagle Scout project, right, that kind of developed a dog park out there. Yeah. That's probably, I don't know, Melanie, that's probably the most common thing that we hear yeah, we from get people, right? Yeah, we get tons of questions about the dog park. Yeah, so please tell the dog people, when are we going <laughs> to get a dog get park? Yeah, that is one of the first improvements that we're planning to make with yes. Willow Park is, is we're upgrading the dog park to, to something that people will want to bring their dogs to. Yeah. Um, and really, really exciting. Hey, uh, with that, um, sorry, isn't the Parks, Trails, and Trees, they're doing the bricks for that, right? Correct. The Parks, Trails, and Trees Committee, they are um, facilitating a fundraising um, initiative where they're selling bricks, and you can find that on the city's website. Um, and, and buy a brick to support the, the upgrade of the dog park. That's awesome. Yeah, so if you go to the city's website under Parks and Recreation on the Parks page, we'll make sure the information's there if you want to buy a brick to help help us pay for that dog park. we yeah. It's, it's going to be an exciting thing. Yeah, and what's cool about it, though, actually, which I love about the bricks, is you can, like, dedicate it to someone. So it's not just buying a brick. Like, you actually will dedicate it to... Yeah, dedicate someone. it to a family member or maybe a, a, a dog that you had that has passed on. Yeah. You know, a little tribute to... Um, you know, your, your puppy. So, uh, okay. So also since this is right next to the Jordan river, we in Lehigh don't really have a good access point for Jordan river. Are we hoping to make any improvements to this park to, to allow access for people that want to get on the water and, and recreate? Yeah. So currently there is a boat launch in the park and our hopes, our plans are to upgrade that boat launch and, and hopefully uh, the other upgrades that we're going to do, we're going to add, uh, you know, more people will be um, visiting Willow Park and and entering the Jordan River through that boat ramp. Yeah, I'm stoked. I didn't even know they had a boat ramp there, and I have a kayak, so I'm in. Awesome. Yeah. Yes. So if you see Melanie out there kayaking on Jordan River, <laughs> give her a little Just Heidi wait. Ho. <laughs> exactly. So. That's how we talk. Heidi Ho. Awesome. Awesome. Well, let's segue into another park. Segue, if you didn't know, is a fancy word for um, transitioning without <laughs> mentioning that you're transitioning. So That's smooth. Yeah, so we're going to segue into Dry Creek Reservoir. Um, I'm sure many of our, our residents have heard of Dry Creek Reservoir, but uh, Jason, tell us a little bit about this. So Dry Creek Reservoir, we've been working hard at this um, for the past year or so. Um, if any of you have visited Tibble Fork, we're essentially getting a Tibble Fork in Lehigh nice. City. It's about the same size. We anticipate similar usage. Um, some differences between Dry Creek Lake and Tibble Fork is, is our site will have um, concessions, so you'll be able to buy food there. Um, it'll also have boat rental, um, so you can you can you can do all of the above. You can go there and make a day out of it. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, this is really exciting. Uh, something that we've been working on for a while. And this, this reservoir, just as a side note, is will be kind of a storage facility for our, uh, our water, our pressurized irrigation, right? Correct. Um, but uh, we also want to develop this into a recreation site. Um, so tell us what the timeline is on this. Um, we're anticipating it finishing in April 2022. That's when it will open. Awesome. Awesome. Melanie, uh, what are you first going to do on uh, Dry Creek once you once it opens? Oh, we're going to have so many events on Dry Creek. That's what I'm going to do is plan an event. <laughs> yeah. If you know Melanie, she likes a good event. So. That's right. I mean, it's like it's my job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah, we're we're super excited about that. Tell us, a, a, so we've you mentioned kind of the, the um, concessions aspect of it, the boat rental aspect of it. Um, what other uh, amenities are we looking at there? 
So another amenity that will interest many is the DNR is will be stocking the lake with fish. Um, they are very excited about it because this is going to be one of the deepest um, stocked areas that they that they work with. Um, so they'll be able to put different types of fish. I'm personally not a fisher, um, but they will be able to put different types of fish in there. Um, that, so, is it for fishing or are they just swimming around out there? Oh, it's for fishing. It's for fishing. <laughs> and it's not catch and release, right? It's catch and Correct. do whatever you wish. So you can yeah. like get concessions for lunch and then have fish for dinner? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> or sushi. I don't know if you can cook it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, in the, in the development phase, it's pretty cool. We, uh, we're in the, in the bottom of the lake before the water comes in. The DNR is, uh, is placing structures down there for the fish to Aww. fish habitat cute um yeah so yeah an exciting amenity yeah awesome if you like fish which i don't i'm you know i i I guess you some people like to eat it so (laughs) that could be an exciting thing yeah i like to eat fish but i don't like when you're swimming and they just swim by your toes that's always freaky Oh, okay. Nobody, yeah. nobody said that happened. Wait, wait, okay. to, wait to support the new Dry Creek Reservoir. I mean, I'm stoked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm stoked about it. Gosh. <laughs> I think you'll be okay. I, I think, think you'll so. be okay. Thanks. Awesome. Well, yeah, that's that's exciting. So like you mentioned that we're looking at April 2022. So not this next summer. Uh, it takes a little bit of time to build a state-of-the-art facility like this. Um, but uh, in a summer after that, we'll be able to swim right here in our backyard. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be the place to be. Nice, awesome. So, Jason, we've we've done a lot of work in the last little while on our trail systems. Um, tell us about some of the things that we've recently done, and maybe things that we're looking forward to in twenty twenty one. Sure. Um, so to start off, we completed we completed two trails, um, two offshoots of Sensei um, this year. Um, and we are working on two others. Um, so our trail system's growing. Um, go out and go out and ride or walk, and yeah. uh, you can see Lehigh. You can see the valley. Um, so Sensei uh, is b- mountain biking up in the Traverse Mountain area. And it's a multi-use trail, so you can hike, you can mountain bike, uh, you can even ride your horse if you have one there. So for reals, yeah, I need to get a horse. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah, that is awesome. I mean, I'm not a mountain biker. I've always thought it would be fun, but, you know, I'm not sure that I have the stamina for it. But, you know, that it sounds like it would be fun to go out there and ride a horse or, or you know, even walk, get up up in the mountains a little bit. So, yeah. so we'll have two more trail systems done uh, this year, you said? Correct. Correct. Okay. Awesome. And they're, they're coming in hot, so keep your eye out there. It's changing, you know, it's changing every day up, up there, so. Nice. Awesome. And we and we recently have just done some trails around the new I-15 Tech Corridor. Correct. Construction. So you can walk uh, pretty much in, around that area. You can get to one side of the freeway or the other um, by foot, correct? Correct. And that, that I'm sure that's going to be uh, very exciting for commuters who use, who use our trail system. That's cool. Yeah, that's great. All right, Jason. Yeah, there's a lot of exciting things going on for us. There is. So, and tell us, one last thing that you mentioned is is a park called Monument Park. Um, tell us about that. So Monument Park, it is, uh, we currently call the park Park View. Um, it's on the south side of town. Um, if you've heard of Watercrest Park, it's right next to Watercrest Park or um, pretty close to Spring Creek Park. Um, it's, it's basically an open field under the, um, under the power lines. Um, we've been uh, making 
concerted attempts to build this park and we finally have funding and a completed design and that will be done in 2021 as well. Awesome. And it'll, we, it'll serve the neighborhood around around that area. So a little bit more of a neighborhood park, right? Correct. But that's still pretty exciting for the people south of Pioneer Crossing. Yeah. And our uh, our uh, power line trail, it, it, it's a park that just that uh, fits along that power line trail corridor. Nice. Oh, that's great. So, yeah, we, we have some big things coming up in future years. We've talked a little bit uh, just recently in a council meeting about uh, Meller Roads with a new concept for some baseball fields at Meller Roads. Yeah, it's a it's a again a state of the art um, six field baseball complex, um, and it's gonna be it's gonna be a great amenity for Lehigh City residents. Um, probably another another really exciting amenity of this park is the pickleball complex. <laughs> um, uh, in the current design, there's a twenty complex twenty court pickleball complex that will go in in this facility. Awesome. Um, wow, that's a ton. We get more calls about pickleball than anything else. And so, yeah. Mel, have you played pickleball? I have never played pickleball. Oh, man. We got to get out and try some pickleball. I, know, I want to. Everyone talks awesome. about it. Yeah. Uh, we just finished building three courts at Olympic Park. And that, that's where I played my first game of pickleball. And it was a blast. So. Awesome. Yeah, and, and I've heard people describe it as, you know, it's kind of doesn't matter, you know, tennis, for example, you have to have a, a really certain type of ability to play tennis, and pickleball is not quite like that. It's a little bit strategery, um, <laughs> but uh, but not necessarily like an athletic physical ability, right? That's so, good. Yeah. Because yeah. I can't play sports. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. Jason. Well, we really appreciate you um, yes. coming yeah, in and, you and for, talking with us. Yeah, thanks, bet. Jason. If thank you guys you, see you. Jason out on uh, working in the parks, give him a little hidey ho from uh, <laughs> from our friendly Lehigh residents. He's the tall one, yeah. So that's how you know. <laughs> so he's probably standing next to a tree. He's one of our uh, our arborists as well. So he's the one standing next to the tree that's tall. Yes, that's how you'll know. That is yeah. a good description. <laughs> the tall Texan. Yeah, <laughs> deep in the heart of Texas, right here, folks. All right, Jason. Thank thanks. You, thank you. Yeah. Thanks, Jason. All right, friends, this has been a fun time talking about important things happening in Lehigh. But let's be honest, there's life outside of Lehigh. Right. It's hard to believe, but there is. And so we, in this segment, we just want to kind of focus on, you know, what is something that is, is going on that's kind of outside of Lehigh that isn't necessarily related to Lehigh but might be fun to talk about. So we thought today we'd talk a little bit about, you know, we've spent a lot of time indoors in 2020. <laughs> so much time. A lot of time indoors. I love my kids. I've spent a lot of time with my kids in 2020. I've spent a lot of time alone. I need people. (laughs) So, you know, obviously things have been shut down a lot. Like, for example, my wife and I, we had planned a trip to New York uh, in May. It had to get canceled. Uh, We had tickets to go see shows. We love live theater. We were going to go see some shows. It was canceled. It was a real big bummer. I don't want to talk about it. (laughs) But um, that raises a question. Melanie. What are you going to do? Everything opens up at the end of this. When things start opening up again, what's the first thing that you're going to do? Oh, I, well, the two things I'm the saddest about and I'm going to try to get back on there is there was the Backstreet Boys concert, which I'm pretty uh, bummed about. Yeah. That I was, I was going to get Backstreet like, back. back. All, All right. right. Yeah, yeah. I hope that wasn't copyrighted, but I feel like it needed to be said. Yeah. Um, 
I think that's probably my number one. And then my niece and I had planned a cruise since she was in eighth grade for her senior year after, and that got canceled. Oh, dang it. So a cruise. I'm going to book a cruise. Yeah. Are you a little bit worried about like maybe a cruise having a, a, an outbreak and you being stuck on the ship for 30 I'm days? A little bit, but then I mean like. I can't work for 30 days. Probably shouldn't say that to my boss. Mm, <laughs> I'm just noted. saying. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I think being on a cruise for 30 days would be rough. So yeah. we might wait on that one and just do like a little trip. Just no, get but out that's, of Utah. Yeah, that's valid though. Like, you know, we talk about traveling and that's something that I think we've all missed a lot, right? Mm-hmm. For those of us that love to travel, it's like, you know, we missed out on a lot of different trips and vacations. Yes. That's going to be a big deal. It is. And I mean, even just like, Driving down south to Utah is like such a, oh, finally I get to go somewhere else and be in this little spot. So I just think looking forward to any event is what I'm looking forward to the most. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, for me, like like I mentioned, we love live theater. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had the chance once or twice to go see a show um, at the Hale Center in the area during this whole COVID outbreak mm-hmm. um, with masks and with limited attendance, right? I think for me, the thing I'm looking forward to the most is seeing a show without a mask on. Right. It's just like, you know, as much as, as much as I believe in being safe and I, you know, I think that that's important for us to do. Um, I, it's just, I just want to be able to focus on what I'm, what I'm the entertainment that's in front of me. Right. Yeah, they get a little hot. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen any shows. What ones did you see with the mask on? I haven't seen any. Yeah. So, recently, um, it's a good question. I can't remember, remember what it was. Aha! <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Guess what I remember. Oh, that was good timing. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we went and saw Mary Poppins. Oh, was that good? Yeah, it was It was good. I went with my daughter. She's 15. She takes voice lessons. And her voice teacher, who is a uh, local Lehigh uh, resident, um, was in the show. She played Mary oh, Poppins. Good for her. That's yeah. great. So we went and saw that and it was it was a lot of fun. You know, they always do a great job there. They but do. you know, a, another thing that we missed out this summer um on that was a little bit uh, unfortunate was um they did Big Fish at uh, Lehigh Arts. They had that oh. planned in April. We really wanted to see that. In fact, my wife and I were hoping to be able to audition right. for it. Um we didn't get to, but um they did do it later in the year, but we weren't able to go and see it. So Yes, I know. I'm sad. I think our Lehigh Arts does such a good job. They do do a good they job. They are, I mean, just high caliber of talent in Lehigh. I'm always so impressed with them. Yeah. I mean, this is a section talking not about Lehigh, but, but. <laughs> they do do a good they job. They do a good job. And I don't know if you guys know this, but Cameron was in one of their plays even. <laughs> no, stop. <laughs> Such high caliber of talent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I. Anyway, so for me, I think, you know, being able to go to it, like you said, any event without a mask, be with family and friends is going to be a big thing. Yes. Um, so looking forward to that. I know, me too. So awesome. All right. Well, uh, that's our podcast, folks. Our that's very it. first podcast. That's all it. So thanks. All right, folks, that's our podcast. So thanks for tuning in and and 
joining us. Uh, this uh, podcast was put together by the Lehigh City uh, Communications uh, Division of the uh, Administration Department. If you have anything that you'd like us to talk about in the future, go ahead, send us a Facebook message. Um, go send us a, a, an email, and we're happy to talk about any a topic that you feel like might be relevant. So again, thanks for joining in, and tune, us, tune in next time as we talk about important topics that are relevant to you. Uh, thanks, guys.